boys and girls, welcome back to another riveting edition of mine and yours and the internet's second favourite gaming podcast on the entire planet, uncontested. It is Franchise Buys Games. Uh, this man, di- digitally sitting to my right or left or anyway, once really he is but a digital spirit person is producer of the show mr nice guy johnny hello i'll be your avatar i will be your avatar for this evening and i am of course titular protagonist old franchise podcast menace stream sensation old franchise i say that i still have to work a full nine to five because i (laughs) can't catch a break man can't catch a break the uh this is Franchise Buys Games. If you're new here, this is a weekly game news podcast where me, an old producer of the show, Nice Guy Johnny there, we wrap up a week's worth of game and choice cuts. We slice off these choice cuts from the very physical embodiment of the game industry who we have strapped to a table in a bathroom that looks a bit like the one from Saw and all the implements we use are guaranteed filthy. So we slice off some choice cuts and just serve them up on a platter for you each and every week. Nine times out of ten, it's a Tuesday unless something sexy happens like a next-gen reveal. So, Johnny, we'll start this week's show the same way we start every week's show. What are you playing? Well, it's been a bit of a thin week because life, uh, as you can attest to, gets in the way. Life, um, life uh, gets in the way. But um, I finally um, boxed off the Avengers campaign. Very good. Um, yes, very good. Actually, I think I was very, very impressed with its campaign. As was, as were many of the journals out there. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, haven't dived into post game, if it, if at all. Yeah. I've still got a lot of the iconic mission chains to do, if yeah. not all. <laughs> but. <laughs> In terms of the actual content of the um, of the, the main story, the main campaign, we had this discussion while we were playing it, and I was I was I think about an hour or two behind you. Yeah, yeah. And I heard I heard your um, reaction to one of the reveals, mm-hmm. and when I saw the same thing, and I, I'd been thinking about it, thinking, ah, that's pretty good. You know what I mean? I was always wondering if this MacGuffin would be actually like would it would have come to something. Or would it just be kind of held in the background as some mysterious thing to move yeah. the plot forward? But actually, it turned out to be a thing that might actually drive the whole universe forward. In- interesting. Yeah, enough. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred um, percent. Obviously, we we don't really want to touch. We don't really want to get into spoiler territory. Um, and, and we we can't really discuss the ending of the game without just blatantly two-footed challenging straight into spoiler territory. But top level, uh, superb campaign for Avengers. Very much like yourself, I haven't dabbled in a lot of the post game. I've dabbled in some. Um, I've I've done a few missions trying to level up some characters, uh, personal favourites like Cap and Thor. Uh, trying to work towards unlocking new outfits. Uh, you know, like that cosmetic kind of the cosmetic allure. Of getting like a really sexy fucking Iron Man Mark One oh, suit or yeah. something, you know what I mean? Uh, but other than that, well, we shouldn't really say too much more for fear of spoilerage. Just superb, superb campaign. I, I tell you what, I will say, and I don't know if we, I don't know if we've finished Avengers after the last episode, did we? Um, I think we yeah, did after the, after the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. So we finished Avengers after last week's episode so any time between last tuesday and now uh, there was a huge patch now for me that i mean that proved nothing more than like i know we did talk about this on last week's episode the the 1000 fixed patch and mm-hmm. having played a few more hours of the game with this patch now uh, i am noticing significant damage done to the frame rates particularly in cutscenes uh, and some of the textures I'm getting are nothing short of horrifying like I've had cutscenes where the the, it's, the frame rates dropped so low it might as well be a series of stills like they were making it out of stop motion yeah. 
Uh, and I've also uh, had uh, some of the protagonists. Bruce Banner was the one who suffered from it the most. Uh, him and Kamala Khan both looked like they were fucking burn victims at one point because the texturing on the face was that bad. I'll second that. I thought that the frame rate was shocking when I was particularly towards some of the end game stuff. Yeah. But even then, it wasn't. I didn't think it was actually. You know, I'd played in more what I thought was more demanding circumstances in the same game earlier mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. so I was like, I don't know what's going on here. And it's really, really hard to play when it's like that. Yeah, 100%. Um, you're parrying and your countering goes out the window in that sense. Yeah. Um, I got some horrible texture issues on Cap. I mean, it looked like he was at one point he was wearing a woolly jumper with his stars and stripes on. You know? <laughs> I mean, it was that bad. America's um, granddad. And then I had a cutscene where the... the um, all audio went. Um, yeah, there's and, no excuse for that. Like, and I've been playing with subtitles as well, but everything went. So I was like, right. So I had reboot that. That went. Um, and I had a, a re in the shocking end game stuff. I had a shockingly bad detail of. Um, it was almost uh, Assassin's Creed Unity style, where like Cap had eyes and no face. <laughs> Just a. A hollow space where his head and face should have pretty been. Pretty much, pretty much. His iron jaw had been replaced by this black void of Just nothingness. A black void with two terrifying eyeballs in it. Yep. So yeah. it was, uh, yep. Um, so I don't know what the fixes were, but they've caused some serious issues. Yeah, yeah. So. I think um, <clears throat> the roadmap's a little clearer now. I think we've got uh, Kate Bishop is coming first. With her story, which I believe is called Taking Aim. I could be wrong. That's the first piece of DLC we're getting. And you have to imagine when they add the Kate Bishop storyline in there. And they, they flesh out the world a bit more for her. We will see more fixes coming with that. Then we've got Hawkeye. And I can't for the life of us remember what Hawkeye's campaign's called. Uh, you would think Hawkeye's would be Taking Aim. But it isn't. It's Kate Bishop. Mm. And then... We have to assume sometime around that window we'll see Spider-Man on the PS4. By which point the PS5 will be out. So what we do there, I do not know. I don't know if this game is cross-gen. Something I probably should have checked. <clears throat> but it's, if, getting, uh, it's, getting a, it's getting a free upgrade though, isn't it? Yes, I believe Avengers is on one PS, of the PS5 PS5. titles that's getting it's the free upgrade. I know there's some developers... Uh, who are more in the in the greedy camp? Who are going to charge you for for an update to to the the next gen version of the same game? Um, not like our friends at Xbox with their smart delivery, who continue, which we will get into soon in the news. But Xbox continue to just you have a fucking superb run into the next gen. All pre order hiccups aside, which isn't their fault. That's, no. that's on the rest of the internet. Yep. Um, all all pre-issue orders aside, Xbox have had just a superb run into the next gen, and, and the hits keep on coming for them. They really do. The hits keep on coming. But we'll get into that uh, when we delve into them weekly choice cuts. What else have you been playing this week, Johnny? Out and out? Uh, well, we dove back into... Well, I dove back into Call of Duty in Warzone. Yes, for the first we did. Time in a long time. And yeah. Boy... Boy, that boy with that rust was that rusty. I mean, in fact, I got I got dubbed the coward. The <laughs> coward. Somebody on stream <laughs> referred to you as the coward. Simply the coward. To be fair, you can't really blame him. Uh, no, I was got got I was point. dead at the time. Uh, this was on stream, so I was dead at the time. I was spectating nice guy Johnny, hoping for some of that nice guy Johnny magic, some of that absolute magic that you can pull out of the bag every now and again. Uh, and I watched you stand at a front door while the other two Panthers ran in and cleared the house. And only when they killed the last person did you walk in. And th the stream saw that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's no wonder you were dubbed the coward that day. Hang on, hang on. Can I just clarify? They downed the last person and I ran in and stole that kill. Let's, yes. just, let's just be honest. That, that uh, is that, true. That, that is true. That is true. You are a, an expert bottom feeder. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> you love that low hanging fruit. <laughs> out for a fucking out for a free meal for old nice guy Johnny. 
I know exactly what you mean though, because yeah, we've we've obviously we've both dove back into Call of Duty. Um, Avengers had took up a lot of time on the slate. Some Tony Hawk had took up some time on the slate. So gaming being a, a privilege more than just a, a daily part of fucking life at the minute. The uh, Call of Duty didn't get a look in while we were playing Avengers. Going back on it, the rust, the rust is real. It, well, it was real for about a day, and then yesterday I went back on, and I seem to have, I seem to have uh, muscle memory seem to have kicked in. So, uh, as you can see on, uh, if you follow any of my socials, because what I like to do is take the stream, which is normally two hours, condense it into a minute, and put it on my socials, because I haven't got round to the YouTube channel yet. But uh, yeah, so Call of Duty, we have season six coming out. Well, it's out today. Season six is out today. With the new metro system, uh, mm. and uh, I don't think I'll have the chance to play that today. Potentially, I will because we have gone a little early on the podcast. If we if we keep this nice and tight, get it wrapped up, get it posted, there's a chance I'll get an hour on later on this evening. Possibly stream it, possibly not. Who knows? Um, but yeah, how uh, how are we feeling about season six? Knowing that we've had the full edition of like a, a usable metro system under the map i i'm, I'm it's it's intriguing i feel like there should have been a lot more of this earlier on mm-hmm. you know what i mean um because everyone now is just waiting for the the next war zone stuff to be honest yeah. it's, it's just around the corner it is um, it'll be in, it'll be interesting how that transition is i mean if, if they do if they make it like eventize it and make it you know almost seamless a little bit yeah, then I think that that could have something going for it. You know what I mean? If this bleeds into, it's like the the gradually just take it off. You take it off the top layer. You're now underground, and then suddenly you're back up wherever the next war zone's going to be. <laughs> Speaking of bleeding in, this seems like the perfect segue to talk about our first choice cut of the week. Uh, we've already talked about Black Ops, so this just makes perfect sense. Rumored. That Black Ops Zombies, well, I think it's confirmed at this point, Black Ops Zombies will be revealed tomorrow. Now, question I've got for you is, knowing what we know about how they employed Warzone as a stage to reveal Black Ops. So we saw that event where you actually went into the map and there was a series of tasks for you to do. And then when you did all the tasks, it was like everybody get to the stadium and everybody started running towards the stadium and then like screens started flickering and you start hearing that famous interview from the fucking guy, the, was it the Nazi defector, was it? Uh, I can't remember his name for the fucking love of money. His famous interview of how you topple a nation and we're, we are any at any given time minutes away from another world war and then the full trailer pops on the screen while you are running in Warzone. Are we going to see the similar treatment for zombies? If so, I am all in on that. Yep. That is a ge- That would be a genius move. If they would uh, unveil zombies, here's my pitch, right? Before old Hype Rancher steps in and fucking sticks a lasso around my neck and reins me in like the <laughs> fucking maverick that I am. Did you know that a maverick was actually the term coined for an unbranded cow? Do you know that's where Maverick came from? Really? I thought it was a duck. Not <laughs> an unbranded cow. Well, you're thinking of a mallard. No, no. <laughs> the uh, maybe, so... maybe, maybe. <laughs> Imagine, right? Set the scene. We turn on uh, Warzone tomorrow. There's a new event there, very much like there was for Black Ops. You go in. And again, it's a series of tasks to complete on the map. You complete these tasks and it leads you to a location, which is one of the bunkers. You've During this series of tasks, you've gained a code. You punch the code in, the bunker opens, and a load of zombies pour out onto the, onto the war zone map. Cue the zombies trailer. And then possibly we get a limited time event in war zone of like, invasion, where it's... Very much like Blackout on Black Ops 4, 
where zombies were part of the map. There's part of the map you could go on where zombies would be. In Blackout, it was the Asylum. So the, the famous Call of Duty Zombies Asylum was part of the map. So obviously the zombies were there. And they also turned up in a boxing gym as well. There was a gym down next to the river. If you went in that boxing gym, zombies spawned in there as well. Do we see like a limited time event whereby they're going to put that back in? All of this, of course, is a fucking moot point if they just drop a trailer across all the socials instead. Well, I think they'll drop a trailer definitely across the socials, and I think they'll do a trailer event in in game in Warzone. Um, get that lasso out because I, as much as I think it'll be cool to have a, t- a limited event of just yeah. teasing zombies, it won't happen. It'll be just firmly used to sell for the next one. But we have had limited events before, so it's not it's not impossible. We've had Warzone Rumble, we've had uh, Plunder. Seems to come and go as a limited time event. Yeah, but they're, they're all game modes based around the same mechanics in some respect. True. This is a completely, this is a different thing of happening and it just won't. You know, it, like, ideally this should have happened well earlier on. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But mm-hmm. it's it's the, uh, they know what's going to sell the next Call of Duty and that's that, zombies. Yeah. It's one item, you know. <clears throat> Whether you're buying it for campaign, multiplayer, Warzone or zombies that ticks a box across the board and zombies is yeah. synonymous with black ops as well uh, yes. it is absolutely <clears throat> a selling point for black ops titles uh we'll we'll move swiftly on johnny uh, we're going uh, a, f- a few more of the the choice cuts from this week we'll get into as i mentioned earlier xbox not really missing a step other than pre-order gate but not their fault uh the bethesda acquisition so we've had further information that Doom Eternal is coming to Game Pass. So yep. finally, you'll be able to play Doom Eternal, the game which you heard me rage about for I don't know how <laughs> yeah, long. I did, yes. Did you play Doom 2016, the original reboot? No, I no, did not. You're missing out because that was the better of the two, in my opinion. But uh, So we've already started to see the fruits of this of their labour as far as this acquisition is concerned. So Doom Eternal is coming to Game Pass. Uh, and the other discussion that's been bandied about a lot, every every gaming news site worth their salt, every blogger, every influencer in the gamers, game sphere is talking about the impacts of exclusivity. Uh, so will Xbox hold these titles as exclusive titles? Uh, and I think we've previously had the discussion that obviously, no, we don't think they will. Um, but there's st- sort of, uh, essentially they're leaving money on the table if they do that. They bought Minecraft for a fraction of the price and they put that on everything, which we've discussed. Bethesda opening up to everything would definitely lend itself well to recouping the investment in a short period of time. But there's comments like that Phil Spencer's made, which I find I find intriguing more than anything else, whereby he's admitted and this is this isn't like new news, this is just part of an ongoing discussion. But Phil has said Phil, on first name terms with a guy, you know what I mean? Me and big Phil. Phil. Me and big <laughs> Phil. Phil Spencer said that the exclusives will be uh, outside of Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo, which were signed up to be exclusives before like the acquisition. Outside of those two, every other Bethesda title, meaning a title from any Bethesda studio under the Zenimax brand, so Arcane, uh, Bethesda Game Studios, fucking id, all of these are under the Bethesda banner any of these games will be dealt with on a case by case basis when it comes to exclusivity so i'm i'm i've got a sneaking suspicion that we may see exclusivity on these it i will say timed but the more i think about it i, I don't know how long that time's going to be at first i was thinking a couple of months but i'm starting to lean more into like maybe six months to a year of exclusivity on a console. And then it's like, yeah, Phil Spencer's often been touted as like, 
doing away with the console wars and he thinks games should be for everyone but at the same time he's he's at the helm of recouping a 7.4 billion dollar acquisition that's a lot of money to recoup you know what i mean yep. especially if he wants his bonus so do we start to see this as is a tool in the war as opposed to going it slightly against the ethos of games should be for everybody are we going to possibly and i'm leaning more towards the fact that this could be a long-term exclusivity for xbox to draw people in i'll I'll say one phrase for you which will sum it up play it first on game pass play it first on game pass that that makes perfect sense yeah that makes and i'm not and i'm not just and and i'm not just talking about xbox game pass i'm talking about game pass for pc as well yeah well that's that, what... there's, there's another level of players so if in a, in a sense what you're then cutting out is it's, it's some of the streaming service in ps5 you know what i mean you can't ignore your competition you know what i mean you it's got you got to make business decisions yeah but yeah play it first on game pass and then physical releases will come for yeah for the other side at some point here's the other thing there's a genuine conversation to be had here that excluding stadia right and obviously we've got a new streaming service which we're going to talk about in a little bit that is entering the field we'll we'll get onto that but exclude stadia from this the only place realistically because obviously again this is going to link into yet another new story so we've got two coming up that are linked to this very story if if this epic versus apple battle goes the way we want to do which is the way of the gamer and we end up getting xCloud on iOS devices, there is every possibility here that the only platform you will not be able to play Bethesda games on is a PlayStation 5. Yep. Because when xCloud comes out, you can sign up to Game Pass without having ever owned or without ever having the intent to own a console, and you are still entitled to... Game Pass, which you can stream on a laptop, on your PC. You've got Game Pass for PC anyway. Uh, iOS devices, Android devices. Microsoft and Nintendo have proven they're already in bed together. Uh, granted, it's it's not really full-on pulling each other's hair and spitting in each other's mouths type dirty sex, but they're definitely cuddling. They're absolutely cuddling. That's yep. why we see Minecraft on there. That's why we see Ori getting a release on there. Yeah, uh, we we have. Is Minecraft Dungeons on Switch yet? I, I feel like Minecraft Dungeons like is either going there or it's already there. We've so there's a there's a there's an argument to be made that you know Nintendo's probably part of this discussion. Nintendo well, it- with its Switch or its. Uh, Super Nintendo Switch, which should absolutely be the name. I'm all aboard. Switch Pro, Switch Plus, nah. Super Nintendo Switch. That's Switch. that's the next upgrade for the Switch. The Super Nintendo SNS. Switch. SNS. Hundred <laughs> percent. Well, when that comes, do we get do we get an app? Do we get a Game Pass app on the Nintendo Switch? So then Nintendo Did- becomes a viable place to to stream Project X Cloud. Did 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 um Phil rule out even, let's say, you know, talking hypothetically here, but did he even rule out, not rule out having like an app that you could even have on a PlayStation? You know what I mean? Because ultimately the money making thing here is the subscriptions to Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what device you play on, it's some in some respect for for that le- level of for, for that business model. Mm-hmm. So is that what you waft in front of, you know, or it's coming at some point, you know, and then it's either Phil saying, you know, it's available to whether Sony wants it or not, you know, yeah. playing that ankle. Which I think you know I mean? would would lend itself well to, to Xbox again to say, yeah, play it first on Game Pass, but you can get Game Pass on your PlayStation 5. <laughs> like, you, you, you are, we're, already gonna, we're already going to live in a world where you will boot up a PlayStation exclusive and Xbox Game Studios is going to be the first logo you see. We <laughs> live in that world now. So this this lends itself well to like Phil Spencer and Microsoft sitting back and just being like, well, you know, it's here if you want it. 
And do Sony want it? I mean, Sony, the people who fucking blocked crossplay for the longest time. Yep. Like, uh, this is what I mean. Xbox just keep positioning themselves. Every time I think uh, you've probably you've probably done enough to win this generation, like they just do something else, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, man! How, how big are your sleeves? What else could you possibly have up there? There's rumours going around now that they're looking to acquire Sega because they released that blue and white controller for the Series X and Series S. And everyone's like, blue and white, looks like Sonic, they're buying Sega. I absolutely don't think they're buying Sega, but at this point, I wouldn't honestly be surprised if they did. I mean, let's throw it into this. I mean, PlayStation have been very quiet since the the pre-order fiasco. Yeah. They came out and apologised, said Mm -hmm. more will be available, and then I'm not aware of anything new that's come out. No. Like, in the media machines? No. Now, but if you look at it this way, I mean, they are, rightly so, I think, going to have more exclusives early on in this cycle than than Xbox will. That all depends on this Bethesda deal, really. Yeah, but what what, depends what's in the pipeline, you know what I mean, of new games. What we're saying is... What's ready? More AAA exclusives. Because I think there's some... some there's some games coming to Game Pass that you can only play on Xbox that aren't necessarily AAA. No, no. Which I don't I'm, think you can get anywhere else. Like the Medium, for example. I'm not sure if that's I'm, multi-platform. Yeah. But I'm saying Sony's ex- exclusives. Yeah. Like for, pro- for propriety ones. So like Spider-Man 5 when it's remastered, whatever. Uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Um, and at the end of 2021, you've got... Um, God of War. God of War, and then When's Horizon in there? February. I'm still thinking 2021 in there. So February 2021, gonna... apparently. 2021, in some respect, apart from Halo on the other side, is going to be probably PS5 first party heavy. That's mm-hmm. where the, when it, we get into the next days after that. So you're right, Xbox are positioned day one, launches all around Game Pass. Yeah. What can you play on Game Pass? Which is the, yeah. the smarter move when you haven't got Halo around. True, true. And uh, it's not necessarily going to be such a bad thing that you aren't bringing a, a brand new title to to Game Pass when you can bring critically acclaimed titles to Game Pass on an Xbox Series X without segueing straight into a yet another fucking choice cut here. You can, as a... As a gamer, you can download a game from Game Pass on your Xbox Series X and without the dev having to step in at all and patch that game or release a significant update for that game to take advantage of the Xbox Series X, the actual hardware itself, this week, because all the preview models went out, so there's a lot of the influencers and journals have got their hands on the actual consoles now you can put in a game i think the one that i saw touted uh was Sekiro. so jeff grubb from i believe he's from is it venture beat jeff grubb journalist for venture beat he put Sekiro into his xbox series x and without any patch or input from from software at all it jumped to 60 frames per second just because of the console. The hardware did that. So the argument we've got here is, yes, we've got no brand new titles on Game Pass. However, we've got all of these other games launching on Game Pass on or around launch day, like EA Play is going to Game Pass on the 10th of November. And you're potentially just going to download a game off Game Pass that will play better than it will play anywhere else without the developer having to do anything. You won't have to sit through... You'd have to sit through a download, but there'll be no patch. This just works, and it just works better because of the hardware it's running on. Yeah, That's just the entry level of quality we're talking about here. An Xbox it Series X, yeah, it'll just take a game that's already. I mean, I fucking love Sekiro. I mean, I've, I've got to a point on Sekiro where I couldn't continue because I had two paths, and both of those paths led to a boss that I couldn't beat. So <laughs> my my time with that game came to an end. But 
if I put Sekiro in and it just automatically runs better than it's ever run before and it's got no right to because it hasn't been patched or updated to do that the hardware just does it if that entry level quality is the best quality available at 60 frames a second like Jesus Christ like the just the hits keep on coming and when you look yeah, at I mean, if Doom, I, I don't at the, at the tip of my fingers, I don't have the release date for Doom Eternal. All I know is it's coming. Coming to Xbox Game Pass on October the first. There you go. I mean, just like this is the other thing. I mean, has PlayStation sent out a model to journals and developers yet? To not yet. Gone to. I mean, not the fact yet. that they've managed to get some Xbox have managed to get something out to people who can. I mean, that should tell you that they're actually you know they have a model that's gone, gone gold. You know, ready for production. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean no, this is here it is um, without any tweaks and stuff just putting backwards compatibility in it's making games play better Yeah, which is the best you can ask for you know what I mean it is true I mean Xbox are, are not going to have that killer game I guess that even though Valhalla supposed to be Series X enhanced mm-hmm. be interesting to see what that enhanced actually means yeah is it the, is it enhanced the way every other game is enhanced, or is it a truly enhanced game for Series X? And I and I and I admit it's the it's the early stages of the of the cycle, the generation. The first games never look as good looking as the the, the later games. No. But if you're going to sell it as Xbox enhanced, Series X enhanced, it has to deliver on some point of that. Yeah. So, because I'm not sure even Cyberpunk 2077 has come out and said it's Xbox Series X enhanced. It'll run better on the Series X than it will anywhere else. However, oh, yeah, I, it I, is I going to get it is going to get an actual patch, which makes it a next gen game essentially. Right. Okay. So it will be an uh, it'll be a current gen game running better on the Series X up until CD Projekt Red release the patch to physically enhance it to take advantage like full advantage of all of the bells and whistles that fucking the xbox has to offer what's, co- what's coming back about the load times as well is there anything that yeah so the the load times has also been heavily touted uh in in the press because obviously like like we just said the microsoft have just sent out a slew of series x's they've also sent yeah. out the series s but I believe the Series S model I've sent out doesn't work. It's more of a display case for the Series S for a size comparison. But the X okay. fully works. Uh, so we've got people like Jeff Grubb doing these frame um, refresh rates on games like Sekiro. We've also had a fuck ton of people running load time comparisons. And some of these games are shaving off. And I, I shit you not, I'm sure it was Destiny 2... It shaved off a minute of load times, a Jesus. full minute. Like that's that's what the next gen is. That's not like we will see graphical improvements without yeah, without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. But this, where it's really gonna fucking hit home here, is the load times. Yeah, shaving minutes off load times, man. Like no, in that it's... minute, that's that minute where people pick up the phone and the. On Twitter and the fucking, they're not really in it, and it's it just it breaks the experience. Like if you're shaving off a minute, you have a cutscene, you play gameplay, you go straight into a cutscene, then you'd have like a minute and twenty seconds of loading, and then all of a sudden that just goes to gameplay cutscene twenty seconds gameplay, or in some cases not even twenty seconds. You just fucking in. Like that's the next gen. That's what's going to be before we start to see the 4K running at fucking 120 FPS, which we will absolutely see later in the generation as a standard. Uh, before we see that, we will be blown away by load times. I think. Yeah, just making it more accessible, more just enjoyable. Yeah, just getting you in the game quicker. Yeah, so, I mean, and generally the things coming back, it seems to be that they're um, impressive. And they're fascinated. That seems to be a lot of the developers. They're not developers. They're reviewers. Yeah. And uh, people tinkering with it. Another another thing to come out of the 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 previews of the console is the ability to multitask. So essentially, having having the ability to jump. So you're playing a game, 
I'm playing Apex Legends, for example. I'm in the middle of a game in Apex Legends. No, let's rephrase that. I'm playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's a single-player game. I'm playing it. You come online. Let's have a game at Apex. Cool. Hit a button. Jump on over to Apex. We have a couple of rounds at Apex. And then it's like, yeah, right, that's me done. I'm off. Okay, mate, no worries. And I jump straight back to Valhalla. Yeah. Instantly back into Valhalla. No load times, no reboots. Straight back in. And it's been quoted, uh, and I don't remember who did it. Again, I should be grabbing these. It's been a busy week. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, It's been quoted that up to five games. Somebody's wow. tested it with up to five games. And it instantly loads each one back up. That's that's someone else. Uh, that's quality of life improvements. Yeah. Uh. I guess the big reason that PlayStation 5 hasn't sent anything out because it's not really backwards compatible, is it? <laughs> no, no, it's not. L- limited. Yeah. Uh, I think one thing that PlayStation was rumoured to have going for it, uh, which again just swings us straight into a, yet another piece of gaming news from this week, uh, it was heavily rumoured that PlayStation was going to be getting a full remake of Metal Gear Solid, the first Metal Gear Solid. A, an absolute classic the the first Metal Gear Solid without without any question at all a, a yeah. classic and doesn't I'll, need to be remade doesn't need to be remade well I will say this I bought the because obviously franchise buys games I bought the PlayStation Classic which mm-hmm. was the mini PlayStation with games preloaded on it and Metal Gear Solid was on there and I have recently replayed Metal Gear Solid and whereas I think the mechanics of the game still hold up very well. I think the story is Kojima, some of Kojima's fucking finest work, still holds up very well. The universe he built. The one thing I think lets it down is the controls. And I think they could do yeah. with an overhaul on the controls. Uh, and also the look of the game. And this plays very much into what we've said a million times before, what I like to call the Star Fox Paradox where you think in your head when you were a kid and you were playing Star Fox on your Nintendo 64, in your mind, you can see Star Fox's ship. You can see it. You can see the fine details of it. It looks amazing. If you go back and play that game, it's three shapes. It's it's essentially three triangles stuck together, and it looks fuck all like a spaceship. But <laughs> your mind does that. And I think a lot of people who say, like yourself, Metal Gear shouldn't be touched have got a little touch of the Star Fox paradox about them because replaying through Metal Gear Solid, Solid Snake did not have a face. He had a smudge where his face should have been. <laughs> he had a very, very sharp features and just, just like smudge. Like he did have a face, but then somebody smudged it. He's my thing, right? It's Konami's... Um, IP to do with what they want. Yeah, to some respect, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So the, the, you know, in terms of a money-making thing to do it, yeah, great. But without Kojima's involvement, don't think it'll be done well. That's Therefore, why. Yeah, don't think I wanted. So you're not getting it, by the way. Well, you might, yeah. but the, the news this week isn't that that's coming, which would have been a bit of a boon for PlayStation. Uh, the news this week was Metal Gear Solid so as soon as the news broke and everyone was like holy fuck this is it do we have somebody like Bluepoint working on a fucking Metal Gear Solid Um, it's actually Konami has re-released it's Metal Gear Solid collection on uh, GOG good old games which is a a digital storefront and that's, that's it that's the Metal Gear Solid news you can now get it on GOG which I find well, just underwhelming. Underwhelming. Yeah, fantastic. Like, Konami knows they're going to make money off Metal Gear Solid, so they will still make Metal Gear Solid from reselling it on GOG. But what they needed to do was, as we've said in the past, right, we said on this show, they need PlayStation to step up and go, I tell you what, how about I just buy the license off you? Just for, even if it's just for, like, it's still your IP, but... I've got the license to make it. You don't develop it. You don't have anything to do with it. You just own the IP. Let one of my studios, 
let Sony Santa Monica rebuild this. You know what I mean? Let's get mm-hmm. fucking vicarious visions or blue point of somebody in who've proven that they can absolutely kill a fucking remake. Let me get my guys on it. You just sit back. You will get a bit of money out of this. Because obviously it's going to sell well. It's going to sell like fucking hotcakes. So you'll still get your pockets lined. But just let us handle it. That's the news I needed to see for PlayStation. And I just... Do you know what I want? Do you know what I want? I want a Metal Gear remake. A Metal Gear 2 remake. Bring that back up to the narrative. Like um, Nintendo. Hi. Well, was Metal one? Gear Solid not a remake of Metal Gear anyway? Well, it's it's it, it's it's almost like a shot for shot little kind of thing, you mm. know. Brought in, but it's like it's the the original stories. You know what I mean? Of introducing the stuff, you know, with with what you could do now, revitalizing that story. I'd be interested in that. But you imagine I mean? imagine this though. Imagine Metal Gear Solid running in the same engine that Phantom Pain ran in. Yeah. Now that's when you start to think, actually, actually, I would quite fucking like that. <laughs> like I'm all for like something shouldn't be touched. I get that, and Metal Gear Solid still holds up. It does. It still absolutely holds up. But graphically, uh, would it like would I enjoy Metal Gear Solid if it looked like Phantom Pain? I think you're fucking damn right. Yeah, I would. yeah, you're right. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I would. Yeah, I think yeah. definitely. So anyway, thinking, if you if you as were... games that progress, I think you know you've had sequels come out and stuff like that yeah. about it, you know. Whereas, I don't know, I don't know, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. You're on the fence. Well, if you wanted to just prove to yourself how much it does actually need a remake and look like Metal Gear Phantom Pain, uh, it is available on GOG. It's on GOG, thank you. <laughs> get over, <laughs> get over to that GOG digital storefront and and get that bought on there. Oh, the metal, the original Metal Gear is on there and all, actually. Oh, all of them. Yeah, it's the full, the full collections on there. Six dollar, six dollar. Fucking cheap, but half the price that man. Cheap, but half the price. What for the Metal Gear, the original? Oh yeah, it's a classic. It'll run on absolutely anything. That. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for it in there. Four K, hundred twenty FPS. <laughs> Johnny, we'll swing into the next piece of fucking news here. Um, we touched on it briefly there. A, a, a new cloud-based service has entered the arena. Uh, and it's none other than the long-rumoured uh, Amazon. The Amazon Cloud Gaming Service, which has been titled Luna. So Luna. Amazon have finally revealed their dastardly plan. We've seen Amazon try to put a couple of games out. Mm-hmm. None of them have gone well. They did that weird, no, that weird no. Top Gear game, and they've just done that game. Uh, it was like a bit like a Destiny type game, I believe. And it was a Crucible? Is that what it was called? I want to, th- I want to say Crucible. Is that the one they pulled pretty much. And they pulled it pretty away. much immediately. I. Uh, so we've seen a couple of swing and a miss for Amazon, but they finally stepped up and just uh, revealed, I think, which was the master plan all along. Luna Cloud Gaming Service, uh, and it's gonna offer things. I'm gonna pull this from a Forbes article. It's a it, it boils the piss off what it is, which is quite nice. Saves me having to do it. Um, it's gonna offer things like publisher-specific channels, for instance, a Ubisoft subscription through Luna that gets you X amount of Ubisoft games for one fee. Uh, so it it's getting into there. I, this article touches on whether or not we'd ever see a Bethesda channel now that Microsoft own it, but I, I, I can't say that. Like, So, yeah, Amazon chucking their hat into the ring. Do Amazon have the chops to uh, to knock Google out of this? Google, synonymous with, I'm bored of this now, put it in the bin. Yeah. Has, Amazon, has Amazon got the fucking stones? To become the PC-based streaming service, we've got technically we've got a lot of storefronts, but we've only got Google Stadia as a streaming service, a cloud gaming streaming service. With Amazon stepping in, with all of their might as a storefront, they are arguably the biggest and best storefront on the planet. They've got all of the chops when it comes to being a storefront and they've got all the technology 
to be a streaming platform, but have they got the staying power? Are they gonna pull a Google? Are they gonna knock Google out of this and then think actually, yeah, fuck it, can't be bothered. Write this off. Write it off. Bad debt. You know what I mean? I mean, it de- what what depends what market they're going for. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's um, I mean, I'm just looking at it, they found it. Um, they've got some. Um, they found the Apple workaround. They're going through like an in-browser type thing to get around, so it's not going to be an app on the App Store. Yeah. So in that sense, they've kind of done what Stadia and uh, Microsoft couldn't do initially. Could, well, could could do later on. They could um, do, but with a browser, you are essentially having to load in all of those Game Pass titles onto a browser. Each title would have its own fucking browser page. Yeah. Game Pass having so much to offer actually becomes to its detriment on a on a browser based thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying it's not it, accessibility wise, it's not great. I don't know. I think I think Xbox have tried to. They've always been planning for gaming, their streaming gaming stuff back when the and the Xbox One was yeah. announced. I think they've played it cleverly now with bringing in the Game Pass type of thing to move towards that type of mm-hmm. model. Um, and I think Amazon and Google know that, and they're trying to jump onto it. But we're fickle people, and we like nostalgia and. It takes us a while to get over change, yeah. so I think the, the consoles of this generation, I would, th- I was thinking we're going to bleed in and start to develop and pull, push people towards a cloud-based kind of gaming. Mm-hmm. But interestingly, Phil was to- in the news recently talking about what the next-gen console is going to be. Which yeah, is interesting. yeah. He's essentially, he's already confirmed that this won't be the last gen. Like this is, they've got no plans for this to be the last gen of Xbox. So- People want hardware to play on, and I don't think, you know, we're living in a connected world, but I don't think we're connected enough and robust enough to allow AAA gaming to happen over the internet as no. much. And like you say, like, people people are fickle, but people have got, on the flip side of that, it's a double-edged sword, because people are fickle, but people are also, like, brand loyalty is fierce, yeah. especially in the gaming community. Like, the console wars have been a thing since Nintendo versus Sega. Yeah. And they've always been bloody. And there's there's a very small contingent like me and you who can sit uh, and, and sit there and say, yeah, I just love playing games on everything. That's a very small contingent in the gaming world. There's a reason they got, they got called the PC Master Race. And they forever hate on anybody who touches a console because they are lesser than them. Then you've mm-hmm. got Xbox and Sony who will rip each other at the at any opportunity. Not like holy fuck that looks good. That yeah, I'm an Xbox player, but like Jesus Christ, that Horizon looks decent. Nobody would do that. They would rather skip past Horizon or they'd see fuck me, Horizon looks amazing, but they'd just go, oh, so what? It's it's gonna to come to Steam anyway. It's not even exclusive. Oh, it it's gonna be available on PS4. It's not even a next gen game. Like <laughs> people hate on it. Like the Halo Infinite, the famous fucking meme of Halo Infinite now with that fucking brute's face. Do you know what I mean? Not like this yeah. looks like old school Halo. This looks like an homage to old school Halo, the OG trilogy. They'd rather just hate on a brute's face. Which was never <laughs> supposed to have realism. It's a brute crowd. Yeah, granted, we've seen better brutes. But yeah, this is what I mean. It's brand loyalty means a lot. And for somebody like Stadia, who really only appeals to uh people who are interested in playing games wherever they are, or people like us who will play games on everything, you you're in a, you're fighting a losing battle. You're getting into a marketplace where you want to pull market share away from two people who have fucking fervent fan bases. Yeah. And then you've got Amazon wandering in now, like as if, as if Stadia hadn't had enough of a bashing. Amazon have released two bad games, and they're getting into a, a game streaming arena with they've got them established think... gaming brands. It's the money to try. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the put the money they've, they've decided they're going to do it they're going to try it you know what i mean they'll learn from the experience there'll be something in this like the data telemetry from trying this that google have tried and amazon have tried 
yeah. will power some other product in the future. Yeah. Garan- guaranteed. Yeah. So it's, it's not just about, you know, it's an initiative, can we get a part of this market, which is one thing, but the long-term player from both of these companies, and I'm, I use the company, the term company, these superpowers yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> will be, what, what can we learn from this and how can we package this data or, and things we've learned into another product in the future? Absolutely. That's this, a scary thing. It essentially um, becomes R&D. <laughs> it does. It really does. Yeah. Stadia and, and Luna are essentially at this point R&D for whatever the fuck comes next. You're comes absolutely next. right there. Like, yeah, 100% right. Look at HoloLens. Look yeah. no further than HoloLens or like Google Glass or all of these really expensive things that were like, yeah, Yo, you're going to be able to do this, you're going to be able to do that. And then now, where are they? They learned from what they did with this and it became something else. Became something else. Google Glass and HoloLens now have got a place in fucking industry. You know what I mean? They are they're yeah, part yeah. of CAD and fucking uh, design. Nothing to do with gaming anymore. This is it is R and D. It's like right, okay, we've got a cloud based gaming service. We don't actually want to be in this market. What can we apply what we've learned here in this model? Where where can we apply this to make more money elsewhere? Is it Absolutely. fucking stocks and shares? Is it fucking I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I'm, it, I'm it, not it becomes wired. games. You no, know, like you, you could argue, is there something about when you've got users playing games that helps them mine data elsewhere? Hmm. True. You know what I mean? True. It's like it's, it's all these things that you you're powering or you're you're teaching. Let's say an AI, if you really want to get deep into it. You know what I mean? These things can might be helping teach a supercomputer how to do stuff, which will then design other things based on how users respond to that. Hundred percent. Because you, when you think about it. We've got how many billions of gamers in the world? Yep. And if you get a, a, a piece of that pie and you create a game where it's it's voice commands. I know we've tried this in Mass Effect. We've tried this in SOCOM where you could actually put your headset on and you could give people orders over the microphone. If you employ that in a better, smarter way, then you've potentially got... A, even if you get a small section of that, you've got hundreds of millions of people all different voices all different tones all different this that and the other talking into this game and they could just record all of that and then it becomes much like your alexa learns from you the way you talk yep like it's that kind of shit i'm thinking silly things like you know how you do resource management in games and things like that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's it's come it's getting all the stats and statistics about different people from different areas do their resource management and can you learn something from that pool to make a wider thing more efficient. Yeah. You know what I mean? So all these RTSs now actually can feed into something in the future, like how you all do your strategies. You know, a, a, a computer brain can learn from a collective a pool of strategies. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're effectively teaching another computer how to fight a nuclear war in the future. <laughs> <laughs> With the combined might of over a billion absolute fucking hopped up on monster energy idiots. Exactly. We're just going to then, learn from all of this and fight a wall later. Yeah, and then Valhalla is teaching everyone as to how how to do the fighting after the nuclear apocalypse. Is <laughs> how to craft an axe and yep. throw it into a man's face. What else we got on the docket here, Johnny? Like, Let's get away from this terrifying dystopia that's staring yeah, us like down the barrel. Um, do you want to pick up on me. this um, Apple versus Epic saga yes. that continues to roll on? And we go live to our legal correspondent, nice guy Johnny. Thank you, franchise. And <laughs> I'm outside the courtroom. <laughs> I'm outside the courtroom. I'm speaking very quietly because the judge is very unhappy. The crew of um, Fortnite have turned up. It's a bloodbath, but with no blood. <laughs> they spawned everywhere. They spawned everywhere. <laughs> slurp um, juice. There's slurp juice running in the streets. <laughs> the streets run neon blue with slurp juice. <laughs> so... Well, yeah, so there was a, um, a hearing on Monday. Yeah. Um, and the judge uh, suggested that the public opinions is important mm-hmm. with the matter otherwise pen- penciled. And it's penciled in for a July bench trial, I think. It's interesting. Um, I'm trying to find some quotes here. It's important, sorry. The, it's important to understand enough to understand what real people think, the judge asked. Do these security issues concern people or not? The court case was on Monday. I think uh, yeah. I think the outcome really has been a nit- they've sent a penciled in for a uh, July uh, bench trial. I think that means jury trial. I'm not sure. Yeah. 
Um, no, so yeah, a trial is as such could be handled by a judge or a group of judges. That's what it means, a bench trial. Right. Um, but I think the judge was saying it's important to understand what real people think. Do these security issues concern people or not? So on that side, they've kind of saying, you know, is this being blown out of proportion mm -hmm. from Apple's argument point of view? However, I think they did um, admonish Epic, you know, the judge repeatedly highlighted that this matter was Epic's own doing. Mm -hmm. They chose not to do this and do the workaround. So in some respect, um, um, Epic forced Apple's hand in the matter. So yeah, I think there's no real outcome of this. Um, and it'll just go to a, a, a wider bench trial. Yeah. So, like, you, like you talked about, it's just going to be prolonged and prolonged and prolonged. This will roll on for fucking potentially forever. This will roll on potentially forever, and eventually one day, many years from now, it'll be settled out of court in a quiet room, and we'll never hear of it. We'll never hear the actual conclusion to it all. It'll just peter out. I don't see. I don't see a, a, a swift resolution here. Like the yeah. judges said, like Epic, essentially the ones who broke the T's and C's in the first place. Exactly. So they've they've done that in terms of you know they've what's the word um, they haven't been forthright with Apple themselves and disregarded the rules. So, but for for the for the reasons of their say, so it's interesting that the judge is kind of bringing that into the thing. You mm -hmm. know, what do the real what do the real people you know of the world think about it? And in general, they just want to have access to games to play. You know what I mean? Yeah. And probably want to be ripped off for it either. So. There'll be a there'll be a resolution to this sometime in the future when both companies have spent enough money, mm -hmm. and realised there could be a lot more made in this. So there we go. Yeah, you're not wrong. You are not wrong, sir. Uh, was nice guy Johnny reporting outside. The, the reporting courthouse. outside of the courthouse. Back okay. to the franchise in the studio. I think we're uh, I think we're done, mate. I think we've cleared the docket. I think we have. I think the docket, sir. Oh no, we've got a big one. We've got one big one left. Fire away. Um, um, so there is an, uh, something happening on November the 10th. Okay. Um, which is Xbox Game Pass related. Okay. In that, in that EA Play are going to be part, as previously announced, but yeah. they will be part of Xbox Game Pass on November the 10th. Um, and that, that rings a bell for some reason. Can you think of why? Um, I think... Have you got a haircut or something booked for that? Maybe, you? maybe. So, Maybe there's something happening that day. I'm sure. I can't really. Yeah, well, you know me. <laughs> Don't really believe in dates, so <laughs> uh, yeah. So we've got we've got a confirmation that EA Play coming to Game Pass on November 10th, alongside November a, a slew of other titles on Game Pass. Uh, just in time for nice guy Johnny's haircut. Mm, mm. And mm. something, something special's happening on November the tenth, definitely. So. Pretty much, pretty much. Can't come soon enough. That haircut. I am excited. <laughs> yes. To get my hands Likewise. on your haircut. Likewise, flowing, flowing locks in you know upwards of sixty to one hundred and twenty frames per second. <laughs> no load times. No load times on that hair whatsoever. <laughs> Johnny, uh, we'll wrap that up there, mate. With uh, I think. That we the fact we went early means we may be able to fucking eke out some fucking season six if we're lucky the same. I will see. I might see that maybe. Yeah. But also, I'm uh, I'm slightly concerned, as I alluded to before this podcast went on the air, that my PlayStation Four Pro has been sitting here in the studio all night. It hasn't been on since last night's stream, which was what twenty four hours ago now. Uh, it's still ticking. Something is still ticking inside of the PS4 Pro. Noticeably and audibly ticking. And when I turn it on, it sounds like it's about to fucking take off anyway. But there's something in that machine that is not right. <laughs> and it's just ticking away. Tick, 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 constantly. And I'm like, is it the hard drive? Is the hard drive gone? Is it in a constant state of reading and writing? Uh, what? I don't know. It's. I mean, I feel like it could be if something's caught on the fan. That's me hope. So I don't know if I'm going to dismantle it. I don't have any compressed air. That's the best way of cleaning this shit out. 
But um, I might have to get in there with a couple of fucking couple of cotton buds. See if I can clean it out a bit more. Concerning. Concerning. This close to PS5 dropping. If that pro dies mm-hmm. now, I'm going to have to go back to my base level PS4 that's just sitting on the shelf staring at us like like a fucking last Christmas's puppy. Like, uh, I'm still here. <laughs> you can use me. Could be worse. Could be worse. Yeah, could be. I suppose it could be, maybe. It could have already blew up. Have you got anywhere else, Johnny? Um, nope, I've just checked the dirt sheets. I don't think there's anything... Um, I had a quick check on Twitter and I saw Metal Gear Solid and Red Dead Redemption 2 both trending and I thought, holy fuck. Uh, but it turns out it was just loads of people talking about them for no good reason. So nothing false alarm. False start. Boys and girls, this has been Franchise Buys Games, your weekly game news podcast where two men with over 60 combined years playing and enjoying games of all shapes and sizes sit here and boil the piss off a week's worth of gaming news. Uh, we are available on the social networks. If you search for The Franchise on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Anything you have for Nice Guy Johnny will go straight through me. Be heavily redacted and then given to that man. Uh, I do <laughs> stream every Monday, Wednesday and Sunday. Sometimes the days in between. Also over on twitch.tv slash The Franchise. Johnny is often there with his dulcet tones being a general coward. Every now and again, yes. being a bit of a killing machine. But, you know, it's feast or famine with this boy. Feast or famine. Uh, and until next time, laters. Say bye, Johnny. Farewell and adieu. <laughs>